What up, FIFA Tears, and welcome to the Free Foot Tears podcast. I am Merzgoff, and as always, I'm joined by my co-hosts, Brad and Luke. How are you both doing today? Yeah, doing good. Enjoying our recent change in weather. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing pretty well as well. Weather's been a bit mixed, if, if we go into that. But yeah, doing, doing fairly well. Good, good. Good to hear. Uh, the big thing for this week in terms of FIFA is the Bundesliga team of the season. So we are recording on the Monday, so we've had a good amount of content over the weekend. Plus also the secondary league, which is the Saudi team of the season. But the main thing to talk about is the Bundesliga. So it isn't a bad looking team. Like It seems to be very consistent what EA are trying to do after we've seen... The community tots and the Prem team, they seem to be wanting to release big players, essentially. There are obviously cheap players in there, like with the Prem. Most expensive player, Bellingham. Cheapest player, I believe, is uh, Kostic at 31k. So, big, big price difference between expensive and cheapest. Yeah. Um, we've had a four Bundesliga SBCs and one Saudi team of the season plus the objectives. Guys, what are you thinking of the Bundesliga team uh, and all the other content that they've released so far? I think the team looks pretty sick. Um, it's one of those things again, isn't it, where you know we get the top, top tier and then everything else is affordable. I say affordable, affordable to most people. Uh, there's a couple in the middle, like Lewandowski and Kimmich is 845k. But really, you want the Bellingham, you want the Unkunku. Even Verts is actually affordable at 400k, and he looks like a very nice card. I would like to try, personally, because obviously I, you know, he is close to my heart, as we all know. I'd like to try the Erling Haaland card out, 400k. Looks like he's got some nice stats. I guess body type still may make him feel a little bit clunky, but then... I'm currently playing with Origi and Henri up front, who aren't exactly the most agile of players. So, yeah, be really interested. I just want to try a couple. I've only packed one. No spoilers. I've only packed one. And, uh, yeah, we'll just see if I can maybe pack one of them or if I can just do an episode or something around one of them. That'd be quite cool. Okay. Luke, what are you thinking? Um, I'm thinking... I'm thinking me and you saw this coming, for starters. Me, me and yep. Merz saw a lot of this happening. I'm fairly happy with sort of some of the cards. I'm definitely happy with Kostic. He may be the cheapest, but he's probably the closest to my heart outside of outside of Nkunku. Four star, three star is a nice upgrade for him, considering he's three star, two star. <laughs> but it's it's a it's a decent looking team of the season. We we did expect some players to get in. As opposed to others, I'm I'm a bit shocked Guardiola didn't get in, but out outside of that, it's a, it's a it's a as you say a fairly balanced one. You have got a few mid mid range players that people will be okay with getting in their guaranteeds on Wednesday, yeah. But more often than not, you're going to see Raum or you're going to see Kostic or or maybe one of the others, maybe an Andika. Andika is still worth good value. 360 at the moment. Yeah. Yep. So, all in all, I'm fairly happy with it. I have already seen a few, like, pack opening type videos, and yeah, it seems like Rimpong 
uh, Schlotterbeck and Neuer seem to be like the most popular ones coming out of packs. It's, it's 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 crazy, isn't it? When we look at now, seeing that a team of the season, Manuel Neuer is currently what was he, seventy k, sixty six k. So that's insane, you know, like for that caliber of goalkeeper. Um, when you compare him to Allison, obviously he hasn't had quite the speed upgrade that Allison got, but just seventy k for a ninety five rated tots goalkeeper is pretty pretty insane. Yeah, and I I can't wait to use my uh, my new Red Harland that I've got. So. Nice. That, that's a card I'm I'm looking forward to trying out as we speak, because the team I've been using is a bit of a bit of a niche one. It's been a Bundesliga Championship hybrid. Oh, okay. So a bit of Mitrovic to Kostic, a bit of Vyman to Lima, that sort of a sort of linking. Uh, Harry Wilson in there as well, but it's, it's it's a decent little team. It got me to 14 wins, so let's not talk about my guaranteed pack. That that could just that couldn't have been much worse. Oh, okay. Uh, got me Raum. I think it's the Northampton centre-back and someone else from the EFL that was rubbish. So it was not ideal. No, it's not great. Yeah, I mean, for myself, I, I'm, I've am i got Neuer and Schlossenbeck from Red Picks and I'm going to be using a Bundesliga team this week. And I've done pretty much all the Bundesliga SBCs that's come out except for Paulinho who came out at 6 so I've got to say Modest oh, I've got to say he did my head in a little bit he kept hitting the post a fair amount Witzel doesn't seem too bad I, w- I would say Da Costa as well he doesn't seem too bad of a card but at the moment I am trying to find the balance within that Bundesliga team. Neuer, I'm probably going to say I'm not surprised of his price because I've heard some people saying some bad things about him. So that's probably what it might be. And plus also it's a goalkeeper at the end of the day. Like You're never really going to expect a goalkeeper on FIFA to be worth a fair bob in coins. You I never hear me say a bad good. word about goalkeepers, mate. Never. No, never, never, never at all. I mean, you said a good thing about a goalkeeper last week, didn't you? I did. Yeah, Allison is brilliant. I actually really love him. Yeah. He's he, he is he is a breath of fresh air. Just you need to find the right goalkeeper, and it sounds like you have. I have. But I love him. Remember, if you want to go French league, Alban Lafont. Lafont is good. I mean, De Gea from last week yes. was amazing over foot champs for me. Gotta say, Neuer did do a really crazy save last night in Division Rivals for me. He just cut, did a Kung Fu kick. Nice. Like, just How very Neuer esque. Yes, exactly. Obviously, the objective, so we had two of those Griffo and who was the other one? Oh, Sule. Hearing loads of good things about Sule. You gonna be doing Sule, both of you? No. For me, um, he, it, it's it's the it's the thing. I mean, although Luke did advise me not to do Saka, as I don't have a lot of time for this game anyway, I did end up having some time free where I did do him. But that was because that was like a yeah, it just seemed like I could get it done fairly quickly. So that's why I did it. I think I did it in about an hour and fifteen minutes. Yeah, because he doesn't fit in my team anywhere at all. Because uh, I've I've got pretty much a prem icon hybrid. He's he's not worth me putting some time into even as potential fodder. That is the most Atani sentence I've ever heard. (laughs) 
my Premier League and Icon hybrid. Yes, that's it, yeah. So your Premier League team is what I'm hearing. No, it's still got Icons in there. Actually, I'm trying to think of all my Icons played in the Prem. But Makaleli, yeah. Yeah. Um, Henri, yeah. Yep. Yep. Ferdinand, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I have... Uh, oh, actually, no, I've got a League 1 hybrid as well. I don't forget I've got a flashback Neymar. Oh, wow. Oh, oh, who, who could forget? Yeah, sorry. That is the most Atani thing I've ever heard. Sorry, my two-league hybrid. It's actually a three-league hybrid because you include icons. Yep. Yep. So it's normally There's the goalkeeper, not the left winger. And, and they're not all Brazilian, so it's not like, you know... Oh. Not, not quite full Atani. One league plus Neymar and icons. Yep. Ah, uh, okay, cool. Yeah, it's normally the goalkeeper that's on like a different nation. But... For for me, I will be doing that Sula. I'm still using at times his showdown <laughs> card, so it's a, just a straight up upgrade on that, and that makes me have what is ninety rated the upgraded Sula, so it's ninety rated fodder. Yeah, which is always helpful. I mean, the fact that you got your Neymar. The other thing with the Saudi team of the season, there's three Brazilian players. There is plus uh, and the, the SBC right wing. Yeah, yeah, um, and he's actually really cheap. I did notice. Yeah, there's even a perfect link within the Saudi tots. So, you know, maybe get that in there. Get your name off. You could have a, an additional league. But what do you think of the Saudi team season? Obviously, the obvious one is Taliska looks good. But any others that catch your eye in terms of the Saudi team of the season? Romarino always catches my eye. Um, yeah, but that's it, pretty much. No, a certain somebody has reviewed two of the Saudi team of season players. What did you make of them? Well, you have to find out for the video for that. Don't 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 spoil my clicks here. <laughs> um, but yeah, you can you can look out for the Agalo plus. And I'm trying to remember his name. It's like L. Hang on, let me just make sure I get the name right. Don't mess this up. Aldasari. Yeah, Aldasari. <laughs> so yeah, you can look out for the. Odi Nagalo and an Aldasari video. I have to double check that. But th those are two ones I've tried out in, in a bit of mixture of champs and rivals. So you can say they've okay. been thoroughly tested. Some other cards that catch the eye, you know, it's a very, very difficult card to link, but Leeds fans will be happy to see Alioski of a team of the season. But outside of that, what, the centre-backs don't look good. Alioski left-back's all right. Goalkeeper's a goalkeeper. Gets a strong link to Vidic if he's any good. Half of these were in last year's. Uh, oh yeah, they were. Yeah. As soon as <laughs> you were saying the names, there, I recognised them. Yeah, got Kazi, Benega. Benega was in it there, last year. He? he is, but Benega loves it. Sadly, his perfect oh. link's no longer there. You know. Ah, oh, never mind. Argentina. Not like you can't link him to someone like Messi or something. Well, not in, not in bonus draft field, or at least. Anything else you want to talk about with the Bundesliga team of the season or the Saudi Tots? No, no I, I mean, obviously... we good at the moment. We, like, we, we did mention that, obviously, with this is now, or with the whole of Tots has come the Tots swaps, which we know of now at the moment is coming out this Friday, we believe. Yes, I believe that's yes. what you looked up, yes. So I believe you said it was the yeah. 20th. Something to, something to look forward to. And you can have 16 tokens at this point. Mm -hmm. I definitely don't. Oh, I definitely don't either. I think I've missed most of the SPC ones of all things. Have they have they put one in a pack yet? Because like that's the, the thing not they like to do. Where. And I've I've been looking out no. for it, but I've not seen one yet. 
I've not seen it yet. That's usually almost when they release the SBCs, I think. So it might be on Friday. Potentially. That one. Which will coincide with the new team of the season. Yes. Exactly. La Liga. Talking of EA, though, they've had to... Well, we now know officially what they're going to be called once FIFA 23 is finished. We know that the game is now going to be known as EA Sports FC. So, thoughts on that? EA Sports FC Ultimate Team? Going to be a bit of a mouthful, isn't it? Yeah. Or do you want to use the classic acronym ESFC FUT? Yeah. It, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a lot. It, it's it's a lot, but it, you know, it, it's the name they used to use for the catalogue. So it's not like we haven't seen this on FIFA before. No. Just they they you know clearly they didn't ask themselves if you had to change your name, what would you call yourself? They clearly didn't do that in school. Yeah, maybe maybe what? it's a question that GH would have put forward to them if they had a DNA <laughs> podcast. Yeah, maybe. Maybe that is something GH would do. I think it's a mouthful, isn't it? It is a mouthful. It's it's not sharp, short and snappy. I expect to see some sort of abbreviation or even a turnaround in the name change. I don't expect to see a turnaround in the name change. The abbreviation is going to be pretty much what I said there. And to be fair, people when they're making videos are probably going to have to name it something. Well, they can't even call it FUT anymore. It's going to be UT. But It's not FIFA Ultimate Team no more. So all those player reviews or or anything you're doing on on YouTube's probably going to be Ultimate Team or UT. It's going to be it's going to, it's going to take some getting used to, to say the least. Definitely, it is. But we do have a year to get used to it. But what I want to know is how much did the person got paid to come up with that name? <laughs> like, it's not even that imaginative. To be fair, I would have expected a bit better. Like it doesn't even have the. I mean, FC is football club, but. Just would have thought that it would would have been a bit similar to like Pez or something like that, where it just like uses something around the word football or something. Maybe they didn't want to pay the brand and team extra money to go and find a name and just yeah, like Luke said, took it from the history from the catalogue and um, saved themselves some money. Yeah. And talking of money, EA come up again in conversation is they've got a Nike deal from the looks of it for when. That is set up, so everyone who's a fan of Numbers Up, don't worry. It's going to go under some rebranding. It's probably no longer going to be Adidas Numbers Up. It'll be Nike Numbers Up. Or or some variants on that. That's going to be good, right? Everyone loved that. Everyone's, at best, second least favourite promo of the year. Maybe third, depending on how much people hate Silver Stars. Don't worry, they'll change it up a little bit. It won't be about football boots. It'll be teams that wear Nike kits instead. Oh, famous goals in Nike kits will be, rather than the day that Alvaro Morata laced up a pair of boots, that historic moment. I don't think it will be. I think it'll be um, players with uh, the letters that form the word Nike in their name get a plus one upgrade on all stats. This 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 sounds like something we'd see in Pact of the Future, yeah, which yeah, you can yeah. see on our YouTube channel, lads. So just remember that. Keep your eyes peeled. Definitely need to see this one recently as well. Absolutely. Carnage, we tell you. Absolute carnage. And talking of carnage, EA with their mess up on Foden. 
EA, I know, have been trying to mess with leakers constantly recently, where they've been putting in wrong stats and then amending them before release. But with Foden, it seems they forgot to actually boost stuff like his reactions. So <laughs> there's tricking the leakers, and there's absolutely what they did here with the wrong amounts of was it react? What was the actual stats? It was reactions. Composure. About saying composure. Sound about right. Do you think it's not just because they're trying to combat the leakers now that has given them mm -hmm. something else to think about, and we know that they already struggle with like the things they have to think about? So they've just added another problem rather than, you know, something that they could just easily solve. They've actually added more stress mm. to themselves to remember to do things correctly. The thing is, for me, it's not combating the leakers in any way. They're still bringing the cards in and they're still right. It's just the stats aren't quite there. Yeah. That doesn't mean anything. The thing that people actually care about isn't too much. Well, at the end of the day, people do care about stats. But that's only... Once the card's out. Once it's out, yeah. You don't care about the stats when it's like, oh, that, that card doesn't like too much of an upgrade. Ugh. You you go, ah, oh, a new Alfonso Davies is out. Yeah. That's great news. Or, ah, oh, he doesn't deserve to be in team of the season. He was injured for like three months. That, that sort of an argument. Like, that's what people care about. So... They're not combating anyone, and they, as you say, just cause themselves new problems. Yeah. Like, God, how has Coutinho not got a team of the season? Yeah, and why is Andre Silva not included? And should to get a flashback to when he scored a stupid amount of goals last year to get his team of the season, you know? Yeah. That's what EA need to do. What about the champs mess up that uh, EA made? You know, talking about, up. like, e Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Don't don't get me started on this. That ruined my Tuesday night. I don't know Tuesday night. Was it Tuesday? No, it'd have been Monday night, wouldn't it? Because it ended early. It ruined my Monday night. It kind of suppose did ruin your Tuesday night as well because <laughs> you'd, you'd have made well, no, plans for that Tuesday to play champs, but they'd ruined it. So no, I I, I kind of saw that they they pulled it early and yeah. thought, oh, maybe I've miscalculated here and was up the entire night playing Xbox champs, which I don't play on Xbox virtually ever outside of doing it for the icon sort of tokens. And yeah, I crawled at 2, 3 a.m. to a rank 6 performance. I just wanted to be done with it. I was quitting games at 2-0 just to get the game, get the game out of the way and to go into someone else. See if I could beat that person, etc. And I yeah. went. I went to the final game. I was, I'd lost my head. I'd lost. Everything. If if I had an extra day, I don't lose my head there. I, I'm a bit more calm, patient. Go. Okay, it's now about half twelve. I go off. I can do the rest tomorrow. That's fine. Nope. I instead, for my compensation, and it's not just me to get compensation. It's no. everyone gets a forty-five k pack and three k XP. Considering I want to get back into doing the level thirty rewards. That 3k XP is a big help, and I'm, I'm not going to moan at that. But come on. But like we say, it's a, it's a compensation for everybody, so not directly compensating those that played champs. Exactly. Whereas, it's actually, not. if they could do that, if they could, they could, they could, we know they could do it. We know that they could find out the entries that play champs. They could issue them an extra red pick, just, you know, as, as, a, as, a, as a sorry. Um, but. You know, 
that that obviously that always seems almost too generous for what we know about EA. Yeah, EA don't like being generous. That's not in their nature in some ways. No, no unless so they, they like then give free icon. And we know that the forty-five K pack is going to be nerfed. I mean, to be fair, I remember the days when you you would get a was it FIFA fifteen that you'd get a free hundred K pack on Christmas Day. Do you remember those yeah. days? Those were the times. I'm pretty certain I got an inform out of them and lost my mind. And it wasn't even like the top of the range inform, but that's what informs were worthwhile. Yeah. yeah. Instead, nowadays it's about 50k pack. 50k pack with um, no min rating and yeah, just an 82 or something. Pretty much. That sums it up. Maybe you're bored. You know, you might you might get Voland. <laughs> Angelino for me probably. That is obviously the state of play as things go for FIFA or EA Sports Football, or whatever we want to call it. But alongside this, we do have real world football, which is now coming towards an end. Um, and it's kicking off in a way. Like, there's some big things happening, certainly in the battle for top four, and certainly in the battle for relegation when it turns to the Premier League. So. Let's obviously start with the biggest thing because obviously it directly affects you guys being supporters of Arsenal and Tottenham respectively. Uh, the North London Derby. Did you both watch it? Is that a stupid question? I watched bits of it. I was finishing editing uh, during like the first 15 minutes. But I saw the major incidents. Yeah, I, I watched it and... Uh... Yeah, it, it was. To be fair, I saw it, it was no. Actually, no. I, was, I sort of had it on in the background because I was streaming at the time. Okay, but Both yeah, dedication I to the cause. Kind of uh, knew that it was going to happen. That Tottenham was going to win because, to be fair, Tottenham have Harry Kane and Son, and we have Inketia. Don't don't slander him, Katia. You have been playing well for you, though, recently. He's he's part of the reason this has continued so well this last month. Yeah, but he's still not a uh, Harry Kane or a Son-level player, though. No. Whilst completely true, he's still keeping you towards top four. Yeah, but he's still bad. And he shouldn't... I'll happily wave goodbye to him. At the end of the season, when he I leaves mean, the club, I mean, fair enough, but you know, put some respect on his name. I know he's garbage before the end of March, but April he's he's kept you in this in this top four hunt. Yeah, he yeah, has definitely. So obviously, yeah. the big talking point from that is um, the red card, which we know was deserved. But does it, you don't you don't feel that it changes the result there at all? You don't feel like you put up more of a fight? No, it doesn't change the result. I think, to be fair, when it was happening, it was pretty much Tottenham, 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 and afterwards it was Tottenham, Tottenham, Tottenham. So, yeah, it it doesn't change the result at all. I don't want to say I fully beg to differ, but have you seen Tottenham defend this season? Have you seen some of Arsenal's defending this season? Whilst true... You can't. I think Spurs's clean sheets are very few and far between. I mean, we got two back to back this week, but we don't keep clean sheets often. So I would have expected Arsenal to break through in some way. 
whether it's a 2-1 mm. affair or something, I would not have felt confident without having the man advantage. Mm -hmm. I, I wouldn't have felt confident in, in a lead. That's what I mean. Like It's not like I'm saying, does it change the result in terms of do Arsenal win that game or have a potential shot at getting back into that game? So obviously at that point they're 1-0 down. But does it become a 3-0 or is it a bit of a closer affair? Like, Do they get back in the game? Obviously, they can come out and change the way they're playing, but when they've got 10 men, it's one of those things. Do you either, you know, you've got to kind of go for broke rather than think about keeping the scoreline down because it's the North London derby and also it's still a race for top four. So I'll, I'll cover this here because if you want to look at it, there's two major flare up points. Firstly, you mentioned the red card, but you've not mentioned the soft penalty. Okay. That penalty is very soft. Yeah. I would feel outraged if it was given against me. It's, I think Gary Neville said it on commentary at the time, it's something he used to get away with all the time back in the day. Obviously the rules change, but the same thing happened in the FA Cup final and nothing got given there. What's the difference between North London Derby and a Cup final? It should be a free, It should be a penalty in both or it should be nothing in both. Consistency from the referees is what you want to see. I mean, I'll take it gladly. It it swung in our favour, but if that went against Spurs, I would be outraged. So that's probably the huge turning point because that was goal number one. But if you look, if if the red card doesn't happen and it's already one nil at that point, the second goal might not happen because Rob Holding's good in the air. Benton Kerr might not get that flick on. Mm -hmm. Doesn't cause the back post header from Kane. And then we've not I got the momentum it... going into the second half of the third goal at that stage, so it could have completely changed the game. I just think it's just been a season of refereeing inconsistencies. Yeah, that's what I was going to sort of mention as, as Luke sort of said that. I, I feel like this is, this is the crazy thing, isn't it? So we have VAR now, where we have four officials, yeah, mm -hmm. that get to review these situations and ultimately obviously the referee on the pitch is the one that comes to comes to the screen if asked to do so or feels the need to do so um, and yet it still seems like decisions aren't correct we have very clear-cut rules as as whether we agree with them or not so when we talk about like the ball hitting the hand affecting the direction of the ball in goal situations and things like that we have clear-cut rules now we also have four people reviewing the footage and still we're at a point of talking about how inconsistent referees are. So uh -huh. is it something now where we have to just now say, well, look, we've tried everything. Human error is human error. And everyone's going to make them. It doesn't matter if it gets reviewed. It's just part and parcel of the game. I mean... The famous words that are always spewed in these situations, clear and obvious. Yes. So... If a penalty is not given, is it clear and obvious enough of a mistake for it to then be awarded instead? If a penalty's been given, is it clear and obvious that they've made a mistake mm -hmm. and it's a dive? Is there any contact? Questions like these that muddy the waters, Yeah. it's why you'll never have a sort of black and white concrete answer on, on, a, on anything outside of handball does it does it hit the hand yes is it in a natural position 
are they like a meter away? And even the meter away sort of thing, which happened, I think, I think based off the controversy I've been seeing on Twitter, Arsenal fans flaring up over stuff that happened against when they played Burnley, because mm. the the penalty that Spurs got against Burnley was a controversial handball. It was about a meter away. His hands horizontal and it's clipped it, and it's been given by VAR, not by the referee on field. So you're never going to not have controversy in decisions in football. You, that's just never going to not happen. No. Hmm. As you say, human error plus the fact that it's clear and obvious. And do you think that, so like that clear and obvious, do you think it's down to interpretation? Yes. I agree. I think it's um, it's something that I faced in my job. So um, it's a little bit of a sidetrack and that, but so questions being asked to people that are based on that person's perception aren't clear are they they're not concrete they're not yes or no they are it's their perception it's what they believe and depending on what how they're built as a person or how their brain or how their mind works is different to everybody else so there's no there's never going to be a consistency for that so then do we say that if there's four people there, four people that are doing that decision, making that decision, uh-huh. and they still, because they'll all be different, still can't come to a decision, so we leave it down to that one man on the pitch, there's no, never there's never going to be a situation where we're going to be like, right, okay, that they're right. That, that is, we agree, everyone agrees. Because, again, everybody's different. We'll all say, oh, this is a, that was a clear and obvious foul, that was a clear and obvious handball, and some people will go, well, actually, you know, I've seen them not given before. Again, it's perception. It doesn't mean that, doesn't make, basically doesn't mean that, well, we just have to live with it how it is, and hey, let's say it's, at least it's good talking points, and it gives us passion, because it means that I feel this way, and you feel that way, and we can have a passionate debate about the game of football, and that's why everyone loves it. I don't think it causes passionate debate. I do will in podcasts like this, but it, it passionate debate is definitely not the term I'd use. Passionate might be included, but not debate. No, I don't see them debating it on the stands. Maybe, yeah, no, or on Twitter, <laughs> or yeah, the Twitter worries, yeah, or anyone uh... you know, sitting there in the stands going, "Well, excuse me, sir, I don't think that actually happened that way, <clears throat> and I disagree that uh, you shouldn't have been given that penalty." No, I think it's probably more likely to be a lot more abuse and uh, gestures given. But um, that's just part and parcel of it. Anything more on the North London derby other than that? No, uh, it really. might all mean nothing depending on if Newcastle can keep this game at nil-nil. This is true. So currently, as, as Luke says, Arsenal and Newcastle are playing. It is currently nil-nil. Not looking like there's a lot going on, if I'm honest. So stats-wise, Newcastle have had 70% possession. Um, but Also, Tommy Asu's gone off injured. Yes, I did see that just now, actually. And then you've got... They've had one shot on goal each. So, not a lot going on in that game. Newcastle looking like they're having more of the possession. But, you know, we don't really know, looking at statistics, what that tells of a story of a game. Uh, and it only takes one counter-attack to, to change that anyway, doesn't it? So... Yeah, it'll be interesting and we will keep you up to date as we get through the podcast on that and Merza's reaction as well. 
looking back and to... My association, mine as and, well. Yeah, and yours as well, yep, my association. And then we look back towards, obviously, the rest of the fixtures at the weekend. So, um, Tottenham, nice convincing win at home. No, <laughs> no. Um, Not remotely convincing at home. No. Uh, another penalty, another Harry Kane penalty. Seems yes. to be a thing at the moment. Couldn't hit it better. Couldn't no, hit it better, I mean, better, to be fair. And and at the moment, I suppose, certainly in an England shirt, if there's anyone you want taking a penalty, it's Harry Kane. I um, mean, to be fair, anyone named Harry seems to be good at penalties at the moment. You know, remember Harry Maguire taking off the camera? Yes, I did. Yeah, absolutely. The one positive it. thing he's done in this last candy year. Yeah, it's a shame. He's. Um, I don't see him having anywhere near as much football next year. Uh, as he maybe thought when he signed his contract. Um, but it is what it is. Uh, he can't be blamed for everything. He's definitely not at fault for everything, but he's been uh, he's been around on a lot of the errors. Let's just put it that way. Uh, but yeah, so 1-0. Did you watch that game? Yes. Uh, it was nervy. Definitely nervy. The first 20 minutes... I think it popped up as a stat that they only had about nine passes. I don't know, it was 10 minutes in or 20 minutes in. But Burnley only had about nine passes. They they were letting us have possession. They were sitting deep. They were doing what we did to Liverpool, basically. And it took, as we say, a dodgy, could be, could be not. Some, some people would moan based off other decisions that have been given that that's not a penalty based off the position of his arm. Basically, the only thing I think brings that into disrepute is is how close he is to the man mm-hmm. is his arms up about here side on it, it's very unnatural for him to have his hand that I think he might have even been protesting something to do with the ball that got knocked in he might have been calling for offside against Son but for for me it is a penalty by the letter of the law it reminds me of the Sissoko one in the uh, Champions League final. That sort of a... It, it, except Davinson Sanchez definitely not intentionally kicked at his hand, but it's it's one of those ones that it gets given. We, we didn't look convincing in terms of any flat-out chances, apart from maybe one or... Two. There was one or two chances later on, but we were already one up at that stage. Yeah. Nick Pope had a great game. There's a reason he still got awarded man of the match. Despite losing, is he our number one? Do you think? Is Pope our number one? I don't know. It depends. He's probably going to be linked with a transfer away in in the summer. I know we're possibly even linked with with him, in which I don't think I'll be against that. Lloris has been decent in recent times for for Spurs. But we need something more long term. He's in his mid thirties. He was contemplating leaving this season, so we need to sort of start figuring out life after Larice. Whether that's, I know we're linked with Sam Johnston, but we could also be linked with Nick Pope. So it would be interesting. I don't that would be the sort of big move to maybe to push him into the sort of first spot, wouldn't it? Because I don't see now with, well, again, we'll talk about this this team in a little bit, but I don't see now with the potential that Everton are um, staying up that Pickford's going to be going anywhere. Um, and quite clearly, 
come the new season, they're going to need to make a lot of changes to be anywhere near back to their old self. Um, so in that sense, I don't know whether I feel like them... I know, obviously, it doesn't their, their team performance doesn't directly um, decide on his position as an England goalkeeper, but it it has a, it has a, it has an influence, should we say? Because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter whether you're getting shot at more because your defence is is not as good. You're still they're still losing games and you're still conceding goals, so it does make a difference in that sense. Doesn't necessarily reflect the performance of a goalkeeper. We've seen. Plenty of times this year where Pickford actually has made some fantastic saves. Um, but, you know, the, the, the reality is they're still fighting in a relegation battle. Um, but it does put you at fourth, as we say currently. That's with Arsenal playing at the moment, their game in hand on you. So, yeah, it's big, it's big isn't it? It's big going into the final game of the season where I believe uh, you have... Norwich. Norwich, yes, as opposed and to as opposed to um, Arsenal, Everton. who have Everton at home, and could be a big game for Everton still. Yes, very, that very is true. a big factor. Do you think then, if you only get a draw tonight, Mers, do you think that that pretty much means fifth spot for you? To be fair, all I'm going to say is when Everton Everton were doing terrible under Benitez. The basically sole win in that sort of like bad streak was against Arsenal. So I'm not expecting much against Everton, to be fair. I think if I'm making a call right now, it's Spurs getting the top four. Yeah, sure, we've had a good run and stuff like that, but we've had way too many weaknesses that has led to many times us dropping points like when you look up our wins draws losses we've only drawn three games this season and we've lost about a no i think it's 12 after the spurs defeat just having a proper goal scorer could have potentially turned i don't know maybe like four of those losses yeah either into uh, wins, maybe, or even just draws. Yeah, and that that is four point extra that we could have had on the board, and mm. could have been a fundamental difference between us probably finishing fifth and fourth. I will I say just... a lot of red cards, a lot of red there, cards. There is that as well, granted, but I do think the goal scoring element in it is the probably a big factor like because when you look at a lot of the Arsenal goals uh, score lines this season it's predominantly like one nils mm-hmm. so do you, if do you, we had a goal scorer obviously that's you know saying about that turn and that round though there must have been at times where you thought this season uh, Luke that you could have also picked up a draw or picked up a win from a draw at some point so do you think they kind mm-hmm. of still even themselves out Somewhat. You look at when Arsenal dropped three points in consecutive games to Southampton, Palace and Brighton. That was a big door wide open for Tottenham. And then we drew with Brentford and we lost to Brighton. Mm -hmm. So, yes, there's definitely opportunities there that were missed. But 
I don't think you can. You're bound to drop points unless you're Man City, Liverpool. You're bound to be looking like you're dropping points at certain certain stages in the season. Well, that is almost a fantastic segue. So let's talk about that now. So, obviously, it seemed like, or certainly from a conversation recently where he was asked about it, that no one thought that Man City or Liverpool would be dropping points going into the end of the season. So, everyone, or certainly most people, thought. It's going to come down to goal difference. However, that tends to not be the case as we get Liverpool dropping points. What, Liverpool Spurs? Or are you talking West Ham City? Yeah, yes. No, no, no. West, so Liverpool Spurs, yeah. So Liverpool, Liverpool Spurs a few weeks ago. Obviously, I said, I said at the time, didn't I, when I said to you, I thought that might be their game to maybe not step up. You didn't necessarily think the same. You thought that they would... It's, it's Anfield. Um, that was, it, it's that was, Spurs, like Spurs away from home. It's Liverpool, Anfield of all places. You're not expecting this huge fight. Mm. No. Um, but I, I was the one who called and said that Spurs collect points against Liverpool. And it could have even been three points. Yeah. If it was, if it wasn't for a deflection, you don't know. Yeah. But you, you can't look back on that and start going. If buts, maybes, to to quote a Liverpool fan, I deal in absolutes. Yeah, but the thing is, I think we did when we talked on the podcast, and viewers, correct me if I'm wrong here, but we did identify that game and the West Ham game as being the main games where we thought points might be dropped. And yeah, I mean two nil up, West Ham. It shows first of all the fight in Man City to not lose that game and get mm-hmm. themselves back to a 2-2, so they only lose the one point. But it also shows that when you're 2-0 up against the Man City, how do you close out the game? Ask Tottenham that. It's about the one team we can close out a result against. I don't know how. It doesn't make any sense. But the team that Spurs seem to be able to close a result against any time seems to be Man City. Unless it's a cup final, you just sack Mourinho. But we, we we seem to just get get a result against them every time. I don't know how. It makes no sense. What I will say is I did watch the entirety of this match, and well, <sighs> two two <coughs> cracking goals from from Jared Bowen. Yep. But some questions to be asked of a few players, and the ref as well. Actually, there was a there was a shout for a penalty for Man City in the first minute. We'll get to their actual penalty later on. But it, it before the first goal, as well, I said to say first minute, it was, it was about 10 minutes in. It looked like Kurt Zuma kicked the back of Gabriel Jesus's, like just behind his knee. As well as gave away, etc. a cat, I think. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's basically, he's, he's, he's caught him there. Jesus has gone down. Neville's even saying it's a penalty. Yeah. The, uh, the the man who's famously the opposite side of Manchester. So there was that. But Antonio needs to really question his finishing. I'm glad I called him out a couple of weeks ago when we mentioned he the, team of the, the season. team of the season. Yeah. He had a shocker. He, he was, until it comes to finishing, he was great. Everything until the finish. He was bullying the, the defence, which allowed... Um, he was bullying the defence, which allowed Bowen 
through in such a way he's absolutely all over the likes of Laporte and Fernandinho and then he got to a situation later on it's I think this is at 2-2 as well he's got the opportunity to either A chip it B round the goalkeeper like Bowen did or C square it to I think it was it wouldn't have been Lanzini I think he'd gone off at that point four nows he's got the opportunity of all three of those he goes for the chip and hits it off target that makes it a 3-2 game to West Ham. He just got greedy. And that could be the, that could be the difference maker between Liverpool being in this title race or not. Yeah. They are obviously in the title race. But if Man City lose there, it goes to goal difference. All day long that goes to goal difference. And it would have been I think six goal difference with a game in hand. What a final day that would make. It would have been against Southampton with yeah. the game in hand. A team famous for losing 9-0 once a season and it's not happened yet. And then final day, I believe one's got Wolves, one's got Villa. Yeah. So what a final day that would have made. It's still going to be a, a tense final day. All out attack. Can Gerrard pull through for Liverpool? Yeah. yeah. But it could have been more. But it also could have been a lot less because Riyad Mahrez steps up from the penalty spot again and misses. Yes. Yeah, and this is... Yeah, I mean, obviously it is a save, but it's not a great penalty. Um, I, it's the run-up. Do you think it is? I I don't get people doing funny think, run-ups these days. Yeah, it's, it's become like a new obsession, hasn't it? Mm-hmm. Because the longer saw... you're holding it, the more the keeper can telegraph where you're going. It's giving... At certain points, as a goalkeeper, depending on how the person's running up, if someone's running up straight, they can only hit it pretty much one of two ways without having to hit it outside the boot, etc. Think Things like that. Little niches that can help you decide... Okay, so it's either going middle or, say, left... It, it it makes up your mind for you, unless they're as I say outside the boot or wait uh, outside the boot or waiting for you to move. Yeah, it's just gonna be that. Yeah, I think we noticed that recently when Bruno took his penalty, didn't he? And I felt like there was, as well. there was a little bit more Same in week. his in his run up than there usually is and hit the post. And I think like people do seem to be obsessed with this. Like I, I suppose they're trying to fool the keeper or you know whatever they're trying to do mm-hmm. I just it's 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 a bit too much and I think it's a bit unnecessary and certainly if it's going to cost you points as it did in this game essentially like like we say they were fairly lucky to get the point that they did but at the end of the day they've had the biggest chance to get three points and yeah it's, it's cost them it's cost them but I have also watched recently some a couple of the Man City games and there is a lot of selfishness in this team where, like, a few times I've seen Foden in the box ready to be squared to and Mares shoots or, or De Bruyne shoots or someone takes the, the, the one out of the one out of 100 instead of the one out of 20. And they're massive decisions, and you see it every time that Pep goes mental. And I can't imagine what he must say at the end, despite whether they've won 5-1, 6-0, whatever. I think 
if some of those chances would have been converted, some of those decisions been made better, and I liken it to the the time when we just wanted Harry Kane to square the ball to Sterling, things could be different. That's all we can say. Things could be different. Um, but let's switch down to the bottom of the league. Everton. First of all, let's talk about them because, as we mentioned, I'd, well, are they, are they at the, after having a run of games where they beat Leicester 2-1 away, Chelsea 1-0 at home, um, a sort of fairly bog-standard uh, lacklustre draw to Watford, they then go and play Brentford at home. Now, going into that finals and form, you would fancy they were going to pick up some points and secure themselves out of the relegation battle, and yet we get two red cards. Now, granted, yep. Rondon's is in the 88th minute, so does it make a difference to that game? No, probably not. But, Braith, Braith, uh, Branthwaite's in the 18th minute. Makes a massive, massive effect on this game for Everton. And it's stupid, isn't it? Let's call it nothing else. Thoughts? I didn't see the incident with Branthwaite, but from what I understand, it's 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 a definite straight red, but I think there was something beforehand that was possibly a refereeing mistake. I've, I'm only going by, by almost hearsay at this stage, objection hearsay, but from, from what I understand, there was a decision that could have been given Everton's way and then on a counter, he's then just taken him down. So yeah. it almost falls on, as we mentioned, inconsistent or dodgy refereeing as possibly led to that being a necessary action. And the Rondon one's even more stupid because the, the, if, if you think about this logically, you, you might be saying it doesn't affect this game. No, but it means he's out for the season now. He's no longer an option. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Straight red cards. Bramthwaite and Rondon are not available for selection this season now. Yeah. That's their season done. So, also, what? It, it, he was on the pitch three minutes, I'm pretty certain, was Rondon. Yeah, he was. He came on the 86th minute, off in the 88th. Yeah. This is pretty much the time that you play that Roy Keane clip where it's like, you know, I just might smash into somebody just to make me feel better. It makes no sense why you two foot someone after just coming on, your team need a goal, you're a striker. And you decide to have someone. Yeah. It, it Is it frustrating? Illogical. Well, he, he wasn't on the pitch to be to be frustrated. Surely you'd be more frustrated by a lack of game time. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the 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 Bramfrey thing. I mean, the argument is um, that yes, they were they were in the middle of shouting for or hoping for a penalty at the other end, and they've been caught on the counter attack. Um, it still brings down the last man, which is you know it's a red card. We know that. Yeah. Um, but he is put in a he's put in a, a position of where they're. In the middle of appealing for something, suddenly on the counter attack, suddenly he's made a snap decision, and yeah, finds himself going for an early shower. That then leads to obviously, um, a ch- well, first of all, an own goal from Seamus Coleman. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Then we get a Richarlison penalty. Then Wissa gets an equaliser. And then finally, um, Henry, as we'll call him, Rico Henry. I don't know. I don't think it is Henri. He's, he's English after all. Um, scores, makes a 3 2. And then, like you say, the Rondon um, red card pretty much seals their fate to lose that game. They were 2 on up at half time, is the fact of the matter. And yeah, again, can't. You know, closing that a win is is such a massive thing, um, especially at this time of the season. Is is seeing out the points when you need them the most. Um, oh, that win put they, them safe. That 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 win would have put them safe. Well, fully safe. They'd have been four yeah. points clear. Yeah, fully safe. Yeah. Thoughts at the moment. Obviously, we did cover this a little bit, but has anything changed in your predictions of who the third team to go down is going to be? I don't believe so. I I still. Probably would say Leeds. It's definitely made me think about it more, but I think I still am sticking with Leeds as my prediction. But yeah. them being a point ahead is relevant. It's very relevant. It definitely is, yeah, because at the end of the day, if if both those teams go in losing the rest of the games, then they're safe, aren't they? So Exactly. It's, it's that old phrase... A bird in the hands worth two in the bush. Mm-hmm. You got one point ahead. You'd, would you rather be in the situation of Leeds, a point ahead, but Burnley've got a game in hand against Villa, or would you rather have the game in hand of the possibility of three? Yeah, I know what I'd do. Yeah. Also, Leeds having a much worse goal difference based off Bielsa ball mm-hmm. doesn't help them. I think they've got about minus 19 compared to... Uh, I think they're minus 38, but compared to the other two teams, it's about 19 worse. Yeah, I think so, so. So we look at Burnley are currently just minus 18 um, and Leeds are currently minus 38. It's massive. That's 20 goal difference. So yeah, it's, if it comes down to that, well then, it's Leeds, Leeds are gone. They are just basically praying that Villa turn up and do a job over on Burnley and then final day of the season, if they can't seem to do anything at Brentford then they are going to go and hope that Newcastle away at Burnley don't don't draw don't get, basically just get the win um again though you know it's always a dangerous situation when you've got teams that haven't got anything to play for but you've got two teams that do we could see a very very interesting last day of the season for that relegation the other uh, I think there's been a goal no I way. think there has been a goal for Newcastle I'm seeing my brother message me yeah, there has. You're right. Callum Wilson. 56 minute. Martinelli has also um, come on for Smith Rowe. But three minutes after that, Callum Wilson puts the ball inside the net. Um, there's no VAR symbol coming up on flash scores, so it looks like it's a definite goal. Shall we shoot to Mers for a reaction? Well, at the moment, it's still saying nil-nil on Sky. Oh, I know, but I've got a text, so I'm expecting... Yeah, and I've got an it's a goal, Callum Wilson, on on, uh, on, on Flash. Oh. When I see a text saying, Wilson, exclamation mark, exclamation mark, hands up emoji. <laughs> ben White own goal, sorry, now crying of laughter emoji. Oh, okay. I mean, case closed, like I said. Arsenal are not getting fourth. Um, I just, I just. It would it. take something special. You got to win today. 
Cow yeah. Road, I don't... As much as Spurs bowled it against, ironically, Newcastle, two-horse race, uh, all that jokes, this would argue worse. I'm telling you, Nketiah might have had a good April, but it, it was just a fluke. He's terrible. Lacazette is terrible. Bloody cost us, you bastards. <laughs> to be fair, I don't think Leave they've me. cost you. I think your board have cost you. Not investing Ooh. in anything in January, I think, was the mistake. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, we tr did try even, to go for Balahovic, but... Even not in terms of a striker, in, in terms of just depth, maybe, in certain positions. If, if you're not comfortable enough using, say, Tabarez at left-back, that you had to play Xhaka there for one game. I think at that point, Tavares was okay, I think after the general transfer window is when he started putting in like really sus performances mm. so I don't think it was really needed a left back at that point but yeah just it's gonna it's gonna be uh, fifth place which means Europa League football and we'll just be back to bloody square one well the thing is it makes things difficult doesn't it in signing players it's it's next. It's the knock-on effect it has. Like people want Champions League football that are looking to move on, so you only attract kind of a certain criteria of player uh, within reason. Within yeah, within reason yeah. But what I'll, what I will say is that it's a lot easier for Arsenal to get a striker than it is Tottenham. Even with Champions League football, you've got Harry Kane to replace or to fill in for. I should say not replace at the moment. So that's why, say, unlikely Dybala joins on a free, but it's why he'd be more likely to join Arsenal than you would Tottenham. It's why a lot of players would be more likely to join Arsenal than Tottenham in terms of that position alone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it all is not lost in terms of your new striker. No. And improvements are improvements at the end of the day, just because it might not be that that sort of like world-class top level an improvement is an improvement regardless isn't it and and somebody who may not be sought after by a man city a liverpool a man united a chelsea doesn't necessarily mean they aren't going to do the bit for you um hmm. like 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 you know we talked about it recently i know you said you're not a fan of the idea but i've heard it mentioned again gabriel jesus yeah, yeah, it's, it's pretty much sounding like that's pretty much a guarantee now. Um, I don't think that's that a bad we, move either. I think there's already pretty much confirmed discussions already happened between club and club for the transfer and club and player over the contract. So, yeah, it doesn't matter. He, may, he might be able to do a good one. I don't know. We'll have to wait until next season to see if it happens. But I, I'm not fully convinced that Gabriel Jesus is the long-term answer, shall we say. But the one thing is, you haven't got to take a risk on somebody who hasn't done something in the Premier League. And I think that's always a big factor. We have a lot of people mm, yeah. that come from leagues abroad that have done so well. And, you know, everyone's eyes are going to be on Haaland this year. Of course they will be. They don't always hit the ground running. Look at Timo Werner. Like, he's still finding his feet for Chelsea. And the, the, the difference is, Gabriel Jesus, when he's come on in recent performances for City, 
has done the job. Yes, it's Man City. So yes, he probably gets fed the ball a lot more. He probably gets, you know, a lot more chances because of the way they are and the way they play. But that's not to say he knows how he knows how certain defenders are in the Prem. He knows how certain teams play. He knows what you know ways to get past his man, and that will be a massive factor when whether you know changing teams to Arsenal next season, playing certain teams. Um, so I don't I don't think he's going to be your sort of eight to ten goals a season man. I think you'd look to hopefully see him get in the late teens, uh, if not more. Mm. Uh, and that's what you need, isn't it? You need a, a striker who's going to look to try and get you 20 goals a season, if not more. What I will say is there's two ways to look at this. There's either the positive way to think, which is, you know, a lot of Man City's goals are spread across the front line based off how fluid they play. Yeah. The other way to look at this is look at the last time Man City sold a striker, Kelechi and Acho was getting four goals in games for them at one point and then he got what, about five the next season for Leicester. Yeah. But then was he he wasn't, he wasn't really the, main, the striker. main striker at that stage. Yeah. Jesus if he is signed, I assume would be the main striker. Oh, I don't think be. they're going for someone else of I don't think they're going for anyone else at that stage. Or at least not as a backup. Yeah, he, he can't be in as backup, surely. Well, Nketi would probably leave him, so it'll be a backup to Gabriel Jesus that we would we have to buy two strikers. We have to buy two strikers. So Gabriel Jesus as a, a starter and whoever as the backup, basically. Hmm. But that is pretty much it for the uh, for the sort of the this week in football and the potential team of the week. So obviously we are fully in the middle of tots. So team of the week always does take a little bit of a back seat but with the 81 doubles I mean there's now SBCs out at the moment with uh, the Bundesliga 80 plus player pick times three so that's a, basically a one of three 80 plus player pick obviously you can't get many of these in here Herman the German is the uh, not, no sorry Hoffman the German is there as an 86 rated inform but generally the 81 doubles you might be able to pick up some informs for your SBCs and fodder but really, it's all about team of the season as we now, as we say, step away from Bundesliga to go on to La Liga Tots. Um, any, just, just just touch on that just quickly. I know we will bring it up in next week's podcast when we know fully. But any one in particular you're looking, ex, you're excited to see in the La Liga Tots, if you could pick one to, to get in a red pick. I mean, it'd be rude not to say Vinny Jr., wouldn't it? Well, he's the obvious, yeah. Yeah. If it's like what you want a red pick. For Kira, I would say. If if I was wanting to have a red pick from the Liga team season, it's the man who had the best SBC in um, October. Yeah, right near the start, wasn't it? His upgradable UEL card. Uh, yeah, it was disgusting. That's a weird way of pronouncing Andre Silva. <laughs> that was September, wasn't it? The game wasn't out in September, wasn't it? It was, it was an August, know, uh, October yeah. release, wasn't it? Wasn't it twenty third or something? Or was that early? Uh, Might have been early release. Yeah. Let's have a little look. Vekir's okay. eighty seven Europa League. I think SBC. it was November. Was Vekir? Say November. There Feel. we go. It was November. <laughs> yeah, sixteenth uh, of October. Oh, 16th of October. Damn, yeah. okay. Yeah, 
So my uh, my clock is off. So yeah, um, I still have that in club, I believe, somewhere. Um, so yeah, and it was a very very good card at the start of the year, very OP. Um, but as obviously we everything changes with the power curve, um, you know he fell short. He did then have obviously his ninety rated foot birthday card, so his tots would be looking, I suppose, to be around about ninety three. Um, yeah, it would look like a very nice card. Not gonna lie, that would be one that I wouldn't mind seeing in a red pick. I personally, um, I know what you say about Vinny Junior, but because of the season he's had and because of just how instrumental he is, I want to see Benzema. I just want to see him be more than fodder, really. How they do that, I suppose, potential upgrades. He's four-star, four-star. Can we give him a five-star weak foot? They're probably not going to upgrade his skill moves. I mean, I don't see him naturally being in that sort of tier. You'll be in that tier where he's not fodder. Benzema. Benzema will not be fodder in the slightest. Think think how much, talking of Fekir, how much people loved that card. The The flashback that came out during signature signings. The player of the month card that's currently out, people are doing quite a lot of. I've seen the 94 pop up a few different places. Well, so... But that is only... I I feel like that, though, is a lot to do with... Because obviously, his player of the month... Um, is still sitting way below the pace of... No, I'm not saying that pace is the thing. I'm not a pace merchant. But the flashback had 89 pace. So it made him a very usable card when it came out, which, let's just have a look at that date, was... November. November. End of November, yeah. It was Black Friday. So now his 94 player of the month, 94 dribbling, 92 shooting, 88 passing, 85 physical, lovely. But it's still 84 pace. Yes, you could slap a hunter on him. You could slap whatever you wanted to put on him to give him that extra pace boost. But we're talking team of the season here. He's going to be 88 pace, isn't he? Would say roughly. No, no. Look at Lewandowski. He's gone from his like 94 rated inform, 82 pace to 92 pace on his team of the season card. Oh, like, so he's got an almost... even bigger boost. So Benzema could potentially be in the 90s as well for his pace. Like, I do feel like they're going to do something to Benzema. Like, um, uh, maybe even increase his skill moves, potentially, because they've done that with some of the team of seasons as well. Like, they've okay. changed weak foots, skill moves, and stuff like that. So, Do you think they'd make Benzema five-star skills? I honestly I, I, don't I, know. I'm not saying... But if I'm you not, look at it... I'll just... Not, I think there's the, that jump from three star to four star isn't as noticeable as a jump from four star to five star, is it? No. So I think that step I'm not sure about, but I definitely think they could increase his weak foot to five, and that makes him more usable. Plus, then put a ninety pace on him, yeah, he becomes incredible. And we're looking at him being, I mean, surely he's going to be at least ninety-seven rated. I would maybe even speculate that he deserves. A 98 rated team of the season given his performances this year that. but but they aren't doing that because it doesn't give them any more wiggle room going into the end of the game where they could potentially give him one more card just for s's and giggles um but yeah that is it on on like team of the week and um potential um players we want to see when La liga team of the season comes out it isn't too far away let us know down in any comments on youtube um, or come and see us over on Twitter. Let us know who you want to see in the Liga Tots or who you're looking forward to getting and trying out. Okay, so to quickly 
talk about the other big game that happened, we do have to cover the FA Cup final between mm. Liverpool and Chelsea. Another nil-nil game that went to penalties. Did yes. anyone watch this? I was out yes. at the time, so I, I did not I, catch this. I only so I watched it from second half onwards. I watched it first half onwards, and uh, well, first I half think onwards. it was about halfway through. About halfway through the first half oh, okay. onwards, basically, because I was I finished dinner and came upstairs and watched it. Uh, it was it was an entertaining game. It could have gone either way during like open play and stuff like that. But yeah, it's not surprising in some ways that it went to penalties again. The penalties was an interest a lot more. I don't know what was more interesting: the league cup penalties or this. Because this one definitely had a bit more topsy-turvy in comparison to the League Cup. Because obviously the League Cup ended up going all the way to the goalkeepers. Whereas in this one, just uh, went to the seventh penalty taker. And Uh, only just went to it as well. Like, there mm. was a save needed to even get it into sudden death at least. So that made it a bit more interesting. That... To be fair, that was an interesting decision as well, making Mane take the fifth penalty. Bearing in mind, Mendy and Mane are both Senegalese, so they've worked together in the Senegal national team. So Mendy's probably even done training sessions with Mane taking penalties, so kind of like knew it. And like pretty much nearly everyone saw, as soon as it was Mane, it was going to be a save. So maybe they should have taken had somebody else taken that fifth Liverpool penalty and put Mane maybe a bit further down the pecking order? Potentially. Maybe it was already decided beforehand because they just assumed that Kepa was coming on. But you can always make changes at the last minute. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm just joking because it just I was I was waiting for it. As soon as I was sitting there and I, 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 um, I had my brother around who is a Chelsea supporter and I said, oh, I've just realised that all five substitutions have been made for Liverpool, but there's still one to be made for Chelsea. Do you really think they're going to do it again? To which he said, God, I hope not. Uh, but there was always potential for me because, you know, they still maintain that the guy, you know, the guy for the penalties is is uh, is Kepper, even though that didn't get proven in the League Cup. But yeah. I've got uh, a goal uh, alert. Uh, Sorry oh, to interrupt. We have a goal oh, alert. 2 0 Bruno Gamarais. Oh, that guy. That guy cannot stop. Oh dear. Confirmed. There you go. Well done, Tottenham. Off to Carra Road it is. Don't worry. We'll be talking about our, how Arsenal lost Surbiton next week. Just, just It's just the focus towards next season now? And the all transfer the window? Until, uh, yeah. Yeah. Got all of that to talk about during the summer, all the transfers, and then in August. Looking forward to that. Season. I'm looking forward to that. Transfer gossip and, and you know, Potential transfers is one of my favourite things of the summer. Definitely, like I like mm. to see all the outrageous people that people are linked with, but then I also like to see some of the interesting uh, signings and moves. And certainly, when it comes to the Premier League, I just love to see different players come to the Premier League who we wouldn't usually get to see. And obviously, like we said, Haaland is the biggest one. Um, but yeah, going back to the effort, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'd said in the daytime, I was, I was messaging my brother before he was coming round. Um, he said, what do you think the result would be? He was thinking that Liverpool might just nick it 1-0. Um, I said, I can only see it going to penalties. For some reason, I just felt like 
I looked at their history a little bit. So it was an informed decision and saw that like their last three games prior to that, there'd been draws. Um, and I just felt like it would be a bit of a cagey affair given that there is still potential for Liverpool to do the, to do the, the quadruple. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think they'll win the league. Um, and I, like I say, I'm still back in Real Madrid for the Champions League. Sorry, GH. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I just felt like it was going that way. But I didn't necessarily think that that meant that um, they would win on penalties. Um, penalties is, to me, quite often a coin flip. Um, down to bottle, down to, like you say, maybe the choices of who taking penalties where. Um, and obviously, at, at some point during that game, substitutions, players that have to come off if they're knackered or tired, may well be some people you would want to take in your top five pens. So there's loads of factors in that. Um, but, you know, Liverpool won the trophy. I, I, All I would say is at the start of the second half, I felt like Chelsea were dominating and I thought they were going to get a goal. Um, and in that instance, I think that would have been... It would have been a far more interesting game then because I don't think it stays 1-0. I think the game opens up a lot more and Liverpool get a bit more... Um, get a bit more out there with their chances and I just think yeah that would have been that would, for me would have made it a far more interesting game but alas it wasn't happened the penalties was was yeah was great I, I don't mind penalties I think it's quite tense quite interesting especially when there's a save to then take it to sudden death like I say but yeah GG's to Liverpool one trophy I don't think you're going to get four I think you'll get two what I will say to do with Liverpool in finals. I don't know if you started to notice this based off the first two there. I don't know if they seem to just be really they seem to start off really cautious. They they seem to play differently in finals than they would any other game. Mm. Normally you'd see a clock blitzkrieg or something start to happen, but you, you never these last two finals against Chelsea hasn't happened. The the one against Tottenham, it, I mean Penalty, penalty first minute, fair enough. Game changer. You don't have to go out and blitzkrieg as much. Late goal from a from a corner. Yeah. But whenever I sort of see, looking back on them, Liverpool in a final. Yeah. It's not the dominant Liverpool you'd expect. So does this put Real Madrid in a stronger position? Because if if Liverpool aren't as aggressive, or do you think Real need Liverpool to be aggressive? To then catch them on a counter or something, like what, what, what with regards to the Champions League final, which way do you see that? Well, I know which way you see that going, but do you, do you think Liverpool's mentality, at least what I've seen in finals, whether other people see it or whether they think I'm just talking rubbish? No, I, I, I know, you... I know, I know what you're saying because I thought like they were playing a bit cagey against Chelsea, and all they were really looking for was that that ball. Um, over the top for Mane and Salah to to get onto. Obviously, Salah ended up having to dip off early, but um, I, I, they don't, they weren't playing that sort of forward pressing fluid football that has seen them to victories very early in games as well. They've killed off games very quickly, um, so I do agree. And I think if they kind of take that attitude as a bit cagey and they almost hand possession over to Real Madrid, I think they could be in trouble. Because um, I don't think, I don't think Real Madrid will treat them with that same. I don't want to say respect; it's not the right word. But I don't think 
they will change the way that they plan on playing. I don't think it will be counter-attacking. I think they'll be very much a control possession and look for their openings. And I think you could see, yeah, like Liverpool are going to have that cagey look for the counter-attack. And I don't think they could very quickly, if it doesn't happen, find themselves 1-0 down or 2-0 down uh, without any decent chances in the game. Maz, your thoughts? Yeah, I, th I think to be fair, it's a final. Sometimes you always have to change your approach to things, like tactically. Let, let's not forget what Man City did last year, for instance, in the Champions League final and not having a uh, CDM in the starting lineup. So, um, maybe they will learn some lessons from this and maybe go the normal way against Real Madrid we don't know but uh, quadruple all, all that matters to me right now is not getting the quadruple please Agreed. you can win the treble I don't mind that just don't win the quadruple please yeah they, they can have the Champions League final just as long as City get the league or vice versa yeah basically we don't want right. football to die as a sport and me have to take up streaming handball 2022. Yeah. Yeah, I don't no, I don't, don't I don't see them getting the quadruple. I think that I think now Man City will will win the league. Right. The runtime is getting on a bit um high on this one cuz with the getting towards the end of the season, right? There's quite a lot to talk about like top of the table, bottom of the table sort of situation. So, runtime on Twiff has gone quite far. So, we're going to give a pass on the Q&A this week. But what we will do is, any questions that was asked for this week, over on Twitter and in our Discord, we'll just carry those over to next week. Yeah. If you want to change your questions, feel free. Those that have asked the questions, you can even chop and add additional questions and we'll pick whichever the best ones are for next week and we'll just have a slightly longer Q&A next week but uh, I do apologise uh, for that it's just that sometimes when we're doing this podcast you just get carried away talking about things, it's just that natural uh, progression I guess with the podcast and how it works like, but like I say we'll do it next week, nice long one so that is going to be the end of this week's podcast episode. Thank you very much for those that have got to this part of listening to the podcast. We appreciate you. You are the legends of the Foot Tears community. Uh, but yeah, Brad, Luke, thank you for participating in this week's episode. No problem. Not a problem at all. And we will see you all next week, which will be an interesting one because it'll be the end of the Premier League season as well. So we'll know who's won the Premier League title and who's gone down. So see you all next week. Bye-bye. See, see you later.